everybody, welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Elberton, who's playing games with me tonight. Hey, this is Carrie Caruseta on Twitch, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. And welcome back. Thank you. And then you also have Adam America from Talk Games to Bubblegum Podcast. And since the last time I was on here to right now as we're speaking, we're still working. Um, <laughs> it, it, life, life got in the way one more time, um, but we're, we're it's soon. It's soon, and I can't wait. Life is good at that. Oh, it's so good. You know exactly yeah, what know. you mean. <laughs> and this was how that out, goes. The time of the recording this comes out next week. So this yeah, that out there. Oh, okay. and it, it probably it, we have another few more weeks before. But yeah, no, you're okay. <laughs> I just like I normally record stuff in such a time paradox. This is one of the few times where I don't record a time paradox as much. <laughs> so I got gotcha. you. This is the October. Of what are you playing? Where each month we just talk about what we've been up to that was games, movies, comics that wasn't for a podcast, which means that other people tell me what stuff they've been up to because all I almost all I do is for the podcast. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, so Adam, before we started recording, you were talking about some games that you were playing. Uh, yeah, uh, just the small snippet of what I've been playing every Saturday, <laughs> every Saturday um, with our uh, friend group. We do spoopy Saturdays. It's normally October, but I think it's become such a big hit this month that it's going to continue way past October. And I found a a developer. It's a one-man team who makes these. They're pretty much, I don't want to say walk-in simulator, but that's besides shining a flashlight and reading stuff that you're just walking. The, the It's called Emika Games, E-M-I-K-A Games. And they had a great bundle going on. And the bundle had... Five games. Every game was very positive. And the one that caught my eye was Summer of 58. And as I, 70 minutes is how long it took me to beat it. And it probably would have been a little bit faster. But when I say this game had me pausing the game, not even sometimes during scare moments, just to recoup and regather myself is an understatement. Uh, the audio is fantastic, visually phenomenal. Long story short, uh, there was a, I guess, a, a camp for kids. And one year, all the kids went up missing and you're there trying to figure out what's going on and why they went up missing. And yeah, yeah, you slowly unravel that mystery as well, slowly losing your mind. And then afterwards, you were just like, "Okay, okay, I'm going to I'm going to go play something that has a bunny in it. That's not creeping me out. (laughs) it's, It's God, it's so good. Okay. You you almost maybe want to play, but at the same time, I'm like, hmm, I don't know. Well, so, yeah, you you definitely lost me. <laughs> I'm 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 a I am a big wuss when it comes to horror games. I couldn't oh. even finish Dead uh, Dead Space. Well, Dead Space is it, that's that's a good one. <laughs> that's understandable. But out of the five, we beat three of them last night. Uh, there was another one called Find Yourself, which kind of takes place on a subway train, but there's some back and forth. At one point, you're in a house. Then one point, you're at a carnival. Once again, same thing. Scared out of my mind. And then the other one we played was Locked Up, which is very reminiscent of PT, if you've ever played PT. Um, I unfortunately missed PT. Okay, so you, s- at the time. you start in a room, one room. There's a desk. And as you slowly figure out, hey, I need to look at this picture, that picture unlocks something. And then the house keeps building. And doors are unlocking and you kind of go back in time to see what made this family kind of go insane. Again, one man team and the audio is just so good. The audio is like the best and worst part of it. Like 
sometimes just a simple knock on a door will get you out of your seat more than something jumping in front of you. You're not selling this game to me, by the way. But oh, I, it, I, <laughs> yeah, I believe you. It sounds good and like something I'll never, ever play. Well, I know that there have been some uh, YouTubers who've played it. Uh, if you don't want to play it yourself, I just recommend watching like 20 minutes of it. Give yourself a good idea and you'll be you'll be fine. You'll you'll understand why I'm in love with this developer right now. I'm always impressed by one person developers, though. Mm hmm. But this one's very impressive. Okay. I mean, you have my interest, but the last time, there's only been a few horror games that have terrified the hell out of me. One, Resident Evil 2 Remake. I will never play that game again. I played it once. I recorded about it. I'm done. Game terrified me. And then another one where I like got up and cheered when I beat it was Alien Isolation, which I will someday replay. Yeah, Alien Isolation is one where I'm like, my cowardice wars with my um, love of the Alien franchise. <laughs> you know, I like don't really want to play it. <laughs> aren't even the most terrifying thing in that game. It's what are you doing here? You're not supposed to be here. Oh my god! Those are the worst. The working Joes. See, oh, I have yet to thing. play. I, I've yet to play Alien Isolation. You should. It's long though. It's not. Well, a, you won't beat it in seventy minutes. Well, that's good to know. I it's guess a long ass game. Unfortunately, it, it's good though, but it's long. Good to know. So, Kerry, what's something that you've been playing? Just one game. I got Metroid Dread on launch. Actually, I pre-ordered it. And so I've been playing that. I I was uh, I sat down to play that for I was like, all right, well, I'm going to play this for like an hour before I go to bed last night. And then I played for like two and a half hours. So that is, uh, man, if you're like a 2D Metroid fan, 2D Metroid fan, this is, I man, I'm, I don't want to say it yet, but it feels like it could be one of the best, maybe the best of the series. Like I'm blown away by it. It's a, it's a direct sequel to Metroid Fusion, which is a lot of people's favorite. I'm going to piss off all your listeners under 30 and say that it's um, <laughs> one of my less favorite of the 2D Metroids. I still it's love it. Good. I think Metroid Fusion's good. It's, it's Okay, it's, let me just, rephrase yeah, that. Yeah, no, go ahead. All right, it's you, good, yeah, but it's fine. not nearly as good as Zero Mission. Or or Super, or or Samus Returns. I'm or a fan of Super. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know you have bad I need to replay it. It's okay. <laughs> I'm going to replay it for the show and see... Oh. If my opinion changes, have me, I... have me on because Super Metroid is one of my very, very favorite video games of all okay. time, and and I'm not nostalgic about it because I played it for five minutes at a Target back in like 1995, and then didn't play it again until like I was in my 30s. I played it, and it's a game. It's a game that I'll just get on and just like you know 100 percent because I'm like bored, or that I'll get on and do like. Uh, randomizers for and challenge myself and see how far I can get with randomizers on and stuff. So I love Super Metroid. What I don't like about Fusion is the lack of exploration, right? In Fusion, you've got this robot telling you what to do, where to go all the time. And it's like a Metroidvania is about exploration, you know? But uh, Dread has the great mechanics of Samus Returns, and it's got the great atmosphere and Dread of Fusion, but it's it's got that exploration of super or zero mission or or any of them that's not fusion basically fusion's really the only one that's not exploratory and so it's got it's it's got that fusion vibe that is the best part of fusion but it's got the good exploratory stuff from the other games and it and then mechanically i felt like samus returns on the 3ds which is a, re, a remake of uh, metroid 2 for the game boy i felt like that had the best mechanics of any of the games. It added in like some really cool things. And this one is basically similar mechanics to that. So you have my attention. <laughs> yeah. The one, the one crazy thing is not yet. I'm like 
three, almost four hours in, and I still haven't unlocked the the ball. Oh, wow. Which is normally like, you know, Super Metroid and Metroid, yeah. you unlock the ball like on the second screen. And I'm like four hours in and I still don't have the ball, which is crazy. You do have a way to move under things, but it's different. So you like slide, right? Or something? You slide. Yeah, you slide, which is actually really cool mechanic because you have to be moving, you know, to do it. And so, like, when you're being chased down and something, and like, you're, you have to, like, you know, get a little bit of a running start to slide under things. And it's got, it's got some really cool stuff. And it is, it is scary too. Like, when, you know, because those, I mean, it's basically using, well, the SAX did this too, but less so. And Fusion, you know, the SAX comes and you can't, you can try to fight it, but it'll kill you in like two or three shots, you know? Yeah. This is more like Nemesis from Resident Evil 3, where it's just like, if he touches you, if it, if he touches you, it's game over. Like, it's like, as soon as that enemy touches you, game over. You can counter it, but it's really hard. Okay, that's cool. And yeah, so it's, it's really cool. And for Metroid, Super Metroid, I've only played it once all the way through, which is the first episode of this show, which was a long yeah, fucking time ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean to... to- recover it because it's one of those games like one that episode is garbage because it's our first episode and i just need oh. to redo it so one of these days i'm gonna redo it i just i kept listening <laughs> put on my list yeah we we should do it together yeah because I, okay. I love super metroid man i'll do that i have one other guy too i got lined up but i'll i'll have to do that then coming up here because I, I need to replay it i guess it has to be done yeah <laughs> but no i mean you, you got my intro to metroid dread that that sounds actually really fun it's and man, it's beautiful. I get I'm it. playing it. I'm like, how is this on the Switch? I I like, can't spend sixty dollars on a game because it's just. Yeah. I like to buy games in bulk and like lots of like. I'm now I'm I'm a Steam guy and fanatical bundle guy and humble bundle guy, so I just buy tons of bundles of stuff I'll never play just because it's cheap and I'm happy that way. Yeah. So it, but one day I really do no, want to say. Like, I mean, this is going to be this one's going to stay sixty dollars for a while unless oh, you're Nintendo. planning to sell the high seas or something. On, oh, I know. I mean, Nintendo, well, I will 15, 20 years from now when Switch is on computer, but that's a different story. Oh, no, it is already. They <laughs> oh. they actually showed it. It's uh, 60 FPS and uh, 4K. It looks really good, actually. Metroid. I don't sail those seas until the system is gone, oh, and then I sail. Yeah. Like, yeah. with... I still like with GameCube. I have no remorse playing a GameCube, especially when I own oh, it. Oh, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, so, I'm, yeah. But I as soon as I have it, trouble finding something... Or it's not supported anymore. That's when I decide yeah. to like one game, Eternal Darkness. I will tell people like this is how you can. F- I will help people because that's a game that Nintendo will never re-release. It mm-hmm. is like, super expensive on you know eBay, and all you're doing is helping out some guy who had to sit in the collection for ten years. Like, yeah, you're not, exactly. And and I mean, hell, the publisher doesn't even you know the the developer doesn't even exist anymore. It's like that's those are the games where I'm like, yeah, just don't like Cubivore for another example. I I that was another game that I played on the show, and there was no way I was gonna buy pay six hundred dollars for that garbage piece of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I no, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. If the game's not like being made available, then I'll grab it. Like, yeah, or if I already own it in another format, that's yeah, the then one. I don't feel bad. Yeah. But that's a whole different thing. Oh, and I haven't played much, but one of the games that I did play this week, or not this week, but this month, I, well, I've been doing this now off and on for about six months. Um, my son lives in, in a in a group home in a different city, and I go and visit him, and there's a mall. And a lot of times we'll go walk around the mall, and we'll always stop by an arcade. And they had the Halo Fire Team game. And every time we'll sit down, we'll play a round or two, I'll put 10 bucks into it, and we'll burn 10 bucks. And this time... We got there, and I'm like, and you can always pick what each mission you start. So each time we'd play, we'd finish the first mission, then we eventually started, okay, we're going to do the second mission, we're going to do the third mission. And this time I'm like, we're almost done. Let's just beat this damn game. I throw 20 bucks on the card, and I'm like, let's go. And we, and it's, so what it is, is an arcade shooter where you both, you sit down in a little booth, 
you both have, you know, the big guns and you just shoot Covenant and Flood. And it takes place during the first Halo while Master Chief is trying to get off the first Halo. You're just a couple ODSTs that are there. It's a really fun little game. It's pretty damn good. That's cool. Is it? Is it just like similar to like the uh, sit down, like Walking Dead or Jurassic Terminator, Park or whatever? Yeah, or Terminator. Yeah, probably a Terminator, a Terminator game, cool. probably an Alien game, be more accurate because you're just like you're just you know nonstop shooting, reload, nonstop shooting, reload type of thing. Yeah, that's good. That's it's cool. actually pretty fun. I mean, it burned through my money, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. But it's it definitely worth it's worth if you see it in arcade. It I know they also have I, I this has been years ago at this point, but I've seen a four person arcade of the same thing and like a Dave and Buster's once. I played it a little bit, but this was just a two person one. But it was it's fun. It's pretty good. Hmm, cool. See, I, every time I go to Dave and Buster's, that and the Walking Dead one, they're always occupied, so I've never got to play them. Yeah. But I, I need to. I just need to go in like during lunch one day and <laughs> sit down and just see what they're about. The fire team one is. If you like Halo, it ain't bad at all. It's pretty fun. You fight a lot of different type of Halo enemies. You can freaking fight a scarab in the end of the game. You have to shoot certain spots on the scarab to take them out. It was surprisingly fun for what it was. Nice. So, cool. Yeah, that, that's one of the few things I... One of the only two things I played that wasn't for the podcast this this month. <laughs> and Carrie, before we started recording, you mentioned something else that you were playing? That starts with... Oh, yeah. We're not going to play a lot of stuff. So I've been... uh just obsessed with dark souls um i i got a dark souls is now like my second favorite series of video games probably it's and it's uh i've put several well well over like 400 hours into dark souls since march dark souls one two and three uh so i I played through and beat dark souls three and then i played through and beat dark souls one uh remastered and then i played through and beat dark souls two except on the I, i have two bosses left on the third dlc and then I was like, I need a break from Dark Souls 2. I'm going to play Dark Souls 3 some more. And so I went back to Dark Souls 3 and started a dagger build in Dark Souls 3 and got probably about a third of the way through the game. And then um, the Dark Souls community on Reddit, they do these like two-week events. It's like, everybody play this game and we'll all be interacting and stuff. And so this uh, right now, October 4th to 18th, October 4th to 18th is uh, Demon Souls, which I had never played. So I'm playing Demon Souls, which I don't have a PS5, so... I do own the PS3 game, and I have a PS3 in my workshop because you guys, I, I don't know. I've on my Twitch, I, uh, I repair and modify video game consoles, so I've got a PS3 in my workshop right now that needs uh, some repairs. But anyway, I'm just emulating on the PC at Dark Souls, uh, D- Demon Souls, and I've been playing that, and that's kind of what I was playing until until Metroid Dread came out, and then you know switched off for a little bit. But yeah, Demon Souls, okay. having a lot of fun with it. I need to play that someday. Yeah, but yep. I've just become like obsessed with Dark Souls. I spend my lunch like watching videos and build guides and <laughs> just yeah, I just I spend so much time with it. And they're as soon as this Demon Souls event ends, they're doing a Dark Souls one event and I'm gonna jump into that and do just a uh, big muscle guy with a club. Nice. Just walk around <laughs> and bonk things. It's I love Dark Souls. That that I understand. Like I when I played it the last time or the one time I played it, I got so into it. I watched YouTube videos. All I did was dark souls for like a month 70 hours in that game and it was it was great yeah my journey with it started with i was playing sekiro and i got like 40 hours into sekiro and just hit a wall where this i died to the same boss 30 or 40 times and i was just like man i need something easy i'm gonna play dark souls 3 um, <laughs> which compared to sekiro is mm-hmm. extremely easy compared to sekiro because sekiro is so balls hard was and it so the monkey I beat, king boss 
No, I wasn't even that okay. far. It was oh, okay. um, the Seven Spears of Sheena guy, ah, which is yeah. not an, even a hard boss, but I just like couldn't, could not do it. And finally, I had him down to like one hit away, and he knocked me off of a cliff. And I was like, yeah, all right, I'm, I'm putting this game away for a bit. <laughs> and so, yeah, I put 100 hours into Dark Souls 3 and just and played through that. And I was like, man, I really love this. And so I bought Dark Souls 1 and 2. And man, I'll tell you also, if, if Dark Souls 3 is at, easy after Sekiro, Dark Souls 1 is like Elmo's Alphabet Circus after Sekiro. <laughs> it's like, man, Dark Souls 1, I didn't, I didn't die to a single boss and, until the DLC. And so, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a whole different thing, but I love it. I love it. And then Dark Souls 2 gets so much hate, but I put like 120 hours into Dark Souls 2. I loved it. I thought it had the best story of all three games. Is is really cool. And I'm I'm enjoying Demon's Souls a lot. It's uh it feels, you know, very it's it's primitive feeling compared to the others, but it's also way easier than than any of them so far. Are you, are you a Bloodborne fan also? Well, I want to be, but I don't have a PlayStation. So oh, I'm, okay. I'm uh, I've got a I've got an app on my phone to alert me for when a PS5 becomes available, and so hopefully I'll get a PS5 and then I can play Bloodborne. Good. Yeah, good. My newest PlayStation system is a PS3, so I haven't gotten to play Bloodborne. Fair. Yeah. Now, uh, out of the series, I think Bloodborne's my favorite. Like just the story, just the setting. Like it's I love, yeah, it's kind of that like Lovecraft. Lovecraftian horror kind of thing, mm-hmm. rather than the uh, medieval fantasy of the others. Yeah, I've yeah. I've watched a lot of videos of it. I've I've got a a YouTuber I like, uh, Fighting Cowboy. He does like full playthroughs of all the game of all the Souls games, and I watched uh, watched him play through a, a bit of Bloodborne, and I was like, I'm going to stop because I I want to eventually play this fresh. But Bloodborne, it looks right up my alley. Really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's hard as hell for what I remember, but I've never played Secret Sekiro, but. Uh, oh yeah, but, but it's a good game. Bloodborne is a yeah. very good game. You just you don't play it like a Dark Souls. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I took a break in the middle of my Dark Souls thing. I'm like, I need to play something other than Dark Souls, so I played Dark Souls in Space, aka uh, Jedi Outcast. Oh yeah, and I thought you were. That's a go lot of fun. Search. That's I, it's it's really more like easy Sekiro. It's Sekiro. It's the same mechanic. It's like the exact same mechanics as Sekiro, but easier, like more forgiving. So I enjoyed it a lot too. So Adam, what are some other stuff that you've been playing? Oh God, it, this this is a loaded question. Like, I it, it, I, that was on purpose. Do you want me to give you the top twenty that I've been playing? Like, it, it was sure. you, just to you narrow it down. So I am going to go over just uh, the few on my Steam page right now, uh, uh, quickly. <laughs> so, like I said, Spoopy Saturday. So there's been a lot of Phasmophobia as well as uh, Forewarned. Been playing those. Then we got into Dead Rising 3, Outlast 2, Street Fighter 5, which is just, that that's my, I don't know what to play. I guess I'm going to jump online and play some Street Fighter. Uh, so that one, I'm always playing, technically. <laughs> there was the Blair Witch, played a lot of that. Neo, uh, while we're speaking of like Souls-like games, I've been playing Neo for about the past week, two weeks. Then I... Neo's what they made before Demon Souls, right? Is that right? Or they make no, it no, no. Neo is a completely different publisher. Oh, I thought it was like the. I thought it was. Yeah, from, no, it's okay. someone oh, yeah. else trying to copy what Dark Souls One and Dark Souls Two was. Oh, yeah, oh, it's okay. a lot faster. Each weapon, because you can get different types of weapons, but there's like three stances that you can do for like fast neutrals and like just heavy attacks. It, it's there's some weird mechanics in it, but once you get used to it, just like any Souls game, everything flows, and then like you you can see yourself becoming better and better, and that's what I like about the Souls games is like you're like, oh that's Neo's by Team Ninja, okay, mm-hmm. it's like Team Ninja doing a Souls game, okay, yeah, I got you. 
But I think the game, if I had to like pinpoint out of all of them I just said, is uh, No Man's Sky. Oh, cool. Uh, I played it when it first came out on PS4, and I, <laughs> I put about I put about forty hours into it. And after the forty hours, that was it's you're doing the same stuff you did in the first two hours, and it, I fell out of love with it. Then I noticed all my friends were playing it. I was like, "Why are y'all playing this?" I know it got updates, but I didn't think it got that much updated. And I was watching them play, and I'm like, "Damn it, I don't I don't need to play this. I've got too much stuff." So I installed it, and wow. What they've done with that game and everything you can do, and it, it it's mind-blowing. I'm probably about 10 hours into it on the PC and still like, oh, hey, here's a here's a new thing you haven't learned yet. And it's like, oh, I'll stop it. But no, I've been putting a lot of time into that right now. Like I said, I it this list can go on and on. PGA Tour yeah. 21, uh, <laughs> Splitgate, Seven Days to Die. <laughs> um, Jeez. Yeah, I'm looking at your list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've played a couple of the games on your list, but not recently. I, I love Street Fighter, but like I, I kind of um, Street Fighter Two is the one that I always go back to. Yeah. I mean, I have, I have, I have a, a lot of the games in the series, but Two is the one that I always end up going back to for just like I'm going to play something for ten minutes. Oh yeah, Two is a classic. Third Strike is probably <laughs> the one that I always. Yeah, I was actually. It's to. funny you say it. So I'm in my. We just moved into a new um, office. I mean, into a new house, and I've got my office is still in a shambles, and on the floor next to my chair, I just look down, and I've got the manual for Street Fighter Alpha Max 3 on the floor next to my chair. <laughs> Isn't moving wonderful? Yeah. I, I have one more game that I'm, that I'm playing that I could talk about. Sure. If you want. I just started uh, They Bleed Pixels yesterday. What is this? On, yeah, They Bleed Pixels. It's uh, very, like, mechanically and in terms of graphics, it's like Celeste. If you've played Celeste, okay, it's a precision platformer with very like eight bit at best graphics, but uh, very stylized, and it's uh, but like super. So like it looks like you know an NES game or maybe even before that, like pre NES, like but it uh it has like the precision of like a of a game made in Unity, and it's the twist on it is you're like this like schoolgirl who has like knives for hands, and so you just are like murdering like stick basically stick figure bad guys as you're going and but you have to like there's actually like it's one button combat so you just have the a button or what you have like b button to jump a button to to hit and then depending on how you're moving or how you're holding the control stick it does different attacks and you have to you like build up combos and get points for like doing like aerial combos and stuff to people and then you also get movement out of that and and so there's like platforming that requires you to like jump across a gap and then use your attack to like bounce off of like to blade bounce off of somebody's like bleeding chest cavity to jump to another thing and then you fall on spikes and just explode them. It's very bloody, but its blood is in like a pixel of red, like a <laughs> red it, and stuff. It looks it's, really it's cool, actually. Like you, you make your own checkpoint or something too. Yeah, yeah. So you collect these like blood points, and when you collect a certain amount, then you start glowing. And then if you stand still and there's no enemies on the screen, then it creates a checkpoint wherever you're standing. I so mean, you can you have to like kind of strategically use that and put your checkpoints in places. And then yeah, you die and you immediately reload at your checkpoint like instant. Like again, like Celeste or Super Meat Boy or whatever. Two dollars another- fifty cents right now, and I just I I know immediately what I'm doing after I'm playing this. Yeah, yeah, I'm it's watching normally, it. It's, it's normally it's fifteen or sixteen dollars, and it's on like eighty five percent off sale right now. Um, I, I got it for like a dollar fifty on a uh, Switch yesterday. 
And I actually, it was free because I had gold points saved up from buying Metroid Dread. So oh, this looks really fun. Okay. Yes, this does. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's two fifty on Steam and then like dollar mm-hmm. fifty or two dollars on Switch. And I don't know what it, if it's on the other systems or not. But this is a lot more amusing than I thought it would be. Yeah, it, it is. It's a lot of fun. I love the aesthetic of it, the the story. And it's hard, but it's one of those games where I'm not getting mad at it because I'm instantly reloading, you know? It's yeah, not like you, a dark, dark Souls where I'm like loading back, like, you know, and like, all right, I got another like 30 minute run to where I was. It's instant, instant, instant. So I like that a lot. I mean, I loved Celeste too. I never beat Celeste. I got pretty far in Celeste and kind of eventually hit a skill wall where I was like, I- I'm done for now. <laughs> but, um, and I'm sure I'll hit that wall off this eventually too. But so far, I'm really loving it. And just the 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 aesthetic of the like like schoolgirl in combat boots with like no <laughs> facial features, just like white you know pu- white glowing eyes, researching the occult in the library and <laughs> at her school and all that. It's like yeah, it's very. And then getting she like gets sucked into like a occult book or something. Like, I guess that's what's going on. It's it's there's no dialogue or anything, so it's kind of. Well, there's a little tiny bit of dialogue, but I can see it reminds me a lot of Celeste where I'm not going to buy yeah. this because I would never I'm not good at stuff like this. I'm just <laughs> I own Celeste because yeah. I got it for free, but it's a little different. I got off epic. I, yeah, I see. I, yeah, I'm seeing Celeste, Super Meat Boy and Ori in the Blind Forest and all three of those games are perfect. So it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is probably up your alley. Oh, it's very much. Yeah. So. If you like Super Meat Boy or Celeste, like this game would be very much. It's like, take those games and add combat to it. It looks very interesting. Yeah, and I wouldn't have even known about it, but I was like, we were talking about the PS5 a minute ago. I was, uh, I went and checked like Wario64 on tw- Twitter to see if he had any PS, like I was going to like subscribe to him for PS5 alerts. And uh, I saw like his like most recent tweet was, you know, uh, they bleed pixels is 90% off. I'm like, well, let me see what that's about. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I'm glad you mentioned it because hopefully maybe some. Well, once you were listening to this, it won't be ninety percent off. But hey, put it on your list. Maybe you can grab it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if the sale will still be going on whenever by the time this drops. We'll see. I doubt it. <laughs> this drops in a week, so or over a week. So yeah, I highly doubt it. Yeah. Ends October nineteenth on Steam. So depending on when you listen to this. Yeah. It also depends on when I release this. Let's see. I'm going to release this if I can ever pull up the right notes. On November 18th. There you so, go. Yeah. So go buy Baby Plixels. So or, if you listen uh, to this the day it comes out, you have a, you have the day. <laughs> Coupon code games my mom found. If it, uh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> there are none of those. Okay. And the only other game that I played isn't a video game. I played a card game. A friend of mine came over in town from where I'm from, Wisconsin, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And he came over and he brought his he brought magic cards and i'm like i played magic card before but there's a new mode called magic the gathering horde mode uh-huh. which i have never even heard of before but what it is is that you each have he made different decks like he called one a warrior a defender a sorcerer and a healer deck and he made his own he made his own decks and what you do so that part is normal but what he also did is you have a giant deck of zombies and token cards and the way it goes is you have first you have three turns to set up. You draw your mana, you do your thing, and then the horde shows up. But when the horde shows up, what they do when it's their turn, they keep drawing cards and they keep putting cards on the field until they get an actual card. So you have all these tokens in there. So you'll get like sometimes six, seven zombies that are two, two tokens for those that play Magic Gathering. And then a regular card will come out or sometimes even a creature card will come out. And then, and then they have they attack you the first turn. You guys have a combined health. 
and then you have to defeat these cards and you and the way that you they have the deck has no life. The way when you hit the deck, you take off cards off the deck and that's how you kill the deck or kill the horde. It's it's actually because it's like a co-op magic the gathering game. Yeah. So it's actually a lot of fun where you're trying to help out your partner and you're working together against one enemy, not just a combat mode. It was so much fun to play. Like I have not played magic in years other than the Chandelier game, which I played again last month. <laughs> but and I and I had a great time. I was like, this is great. So I highly recommend if you if you I mean again, it's not cheap. He spent like $150 on these cards because it wasn't they weren't they were proxy cards, so they were just printed cards, someone that they looked real, but had like example, one of the one of the mountains that we were playing with was a fire temple from Ocarina of Time. So, oh. <laughs> so they, I mean none of these were like they just printed random stuff and like there was a forest temple forest from Ocarina Time. Yeah. He didn't have a water temple island though. He should have. But he just had different random like they're just they're called proxy cards. And some of the images yeah. are just fake stuff. But I mean the cards themselves were real and it's like this was it was a lot of fun. Like we played multiple games. Some games we got our ass handed to us by the horde and we lost in like six turns and some we beat the horde. But it was just it was fun playing a co-op thing together. So I highly it ain't cheap, but I highly recommend it. <laughs> Yeah, with with board games and card games, I love like co-op stuff more than competitive. Yeah, I, I used to play Magic. I played Magic in the nineties, yeah, um, <laughs> and then dropped it. And then I've come back to it, you know, briefly here and there. But it's just one of those things. I have, you know, my my best friend plays, and he he spends hundreds of dollars on it per year, which is, you know, because every time a new edition comes out, you basically have to buy. You know, all new stuff to be able to stay competitive. But he goes and plays in tournaments and will often win like, you know, two or three hundred dollars at tournaments and stuff. So I mean he he makes his money back, I guess. And then he gets a lot of store credit. He plays at a shop and he plays on Friday like every other Friday night and he usually wins the the shop tournament and so then he gets store credit and buys board games. So he makes <laughs> it work. But I'm just like it's, it's too much of I yeah. can't do it. I know my buddy spent 150 on he had four decks and then a giant horn mode with these proxy cards. And I guess he had other stuff too, but like 130, 150. So. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? This was fun. I couldn't do it, but because I will never, I bought into Magic at one point and I bought a lot of cards and I, I will never go back because that, I don't gamble, but when you buy booster packs and you're ripping open booster packs trying to get rares, that's gambling in its own sense. Oh, that like, is absolutely gambling. Mm, that is I can't, gambling. I will never go back down that road again. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I think the way the way people do it now is they mostly just like buy them online individually and spend you know like three hundred dollars on a deck that's already the thing. I don't I I don't feel like I like the most now is that it's all. I feel like when we played in the nineties, it was like you know I had like my weird goblin deck where the whole point of my deck was to get you know goblin catapults and sacrifice my goblins to blow you up and so you know what like stuff like that and now it's like there's five decks that will win that'll win and those are the five decks and it's like prescribed written down these are the decks and i don't know that doesn't i'm sure there's still the more freeform stuff going on but that's That's i know that's what my friends play is it's all just like the day that the day the new edition comes out there's a list of here's the decks you need here's the exact cards you need in your deck that's like the way the fun the fun for me was always making decks from the cards that you have the verse somebody else not exactly seeing what happens not yeah and well, my friends and I, we got back together, like in college, my friends and I that had played in high school, we just pulled all of our cards, like a couple of thousand cards, and just put them all together in a big box, and we built decks from that and played. 
and had a lot of fun. And then we went to the card shop and we started playing and people were like, that card's illegal now. You can't use that. It's like, oh, all right. Well, and as I included in the link in the in the chat, also I'm I, I will pump I will pimp this game out anytime I get the chance. Uh, Magic the Gathering Chandelier is a old 1997 abandoned PC game that I always advertise now. Oh yeah, I've played it. <laughs> okay, and there's also a someone had also turned me on to a modded version of it with every single damn card in the game. Oh, that's amazing. It's that's that, what that I would thought be a lot too. Chandelier Chandelier is super restricted. It only has like. Well, it's just the first very, few sets. very limited amount of stuff, and this has every single card. So if you have you have everything up to whatever like current set was out when they did this. I think you can add the new sets, and I I tried it. And I'm like, I don't know what a single card does, <laughs> but I did look through and I found cards that I was like, oh, there's Rose Fellows from the Weatherlight. I remember I had that card. Oh, there's the Sliver Queen. I remember that card. Like I went through and yeah. found different cards that I knew, and I'm like, yeah, we're good. And I turned off the game, and I just can't. Because with Chandelier, I know every card they draw. I know the game so well because oh, I God. played it. I played it a lot, so I know no, the I, original. I beat, it, I beat it once in high school. That's it. I love it. I play it once every so many months. I will at least once a year. I will load that game up again and I will play it and beat it when I get really like bummed or depressed. I'm like, I'm going back to Chandelier, and I yeah, it's a great game. Well, what I'll say is, if you're listening, if you're a Magic fan who hasn't played in a long time and you want to just dip your toe into the system without spending a bunch of money and, and also without being around people, the magic games on steam are really good. And I like, I got a like magic, I think 2012 and magic like 2015. And that's fun for just getting in. You can build decks and just play against computer opponents and have a little bit of fun. You don't have to spend any money beyond the like initial, you know, $10 purchase or whatever. So it's basically like buying a booster deck and then you've, you get, you know, you, you earn cards as you play and you can spend real money on more, but you don't have to. And it, it kind of scratches that it scratches that itch for me. I'll get on there like once every year or so and play for like a couple of days and all right, I'm good. I don't need to play magic again for another year or two. Not on there anymore. It's not on there anymore. No, I, I, I looked up magic the gathering. They took them off of steam. Oh my gosh. You know, that's, that sucks. That's, that's what you do. What I if, mean, they show up like the demos show up, but if you click on duels of the planeswalkers, 2012 2013 they're all gone and it says no oh, they're to the publisher this game is no no longer available that sucks i wonder if that i wonder if it in the if right. they like delisted it from my library too no if it's in your library you're safe okay we'll say that would be messed up if yeah, i could they don't it. you're fine it's just that they can't keep selling it because there must have been a right issue whoever is it, oh. the coast go out of business no, Wizards of the Coast uh, d- definitely did not go out of business. They are uh, doing gangbusters. Okay, it was the convention that went out of that went out of business. Then the convention ended. The Wizards, Wizard World, something different. Okay, yeah, it remind me. But yeah, they don't. It doesn't exist. Yeah, they don't. If you can't buy it anymore, so. Oh, that sucks. Well, I wonder if they have them available somewhere else. Uh, I guess they probably got rid of them in favor of their new thing they have, where you just basically buy cards online. Probably. <laughs> magic for me right, is very well, much mind. has to be in the well there are other ways to find it i'm sure so if oh, it yeah. doesn't exist on steam and they don't want to sell it uh, google will be your friend uh, i'm chandelier sure chandelier it is hey no play i will i will never stop pumping out chandelier to people like that anybody i find i'm like if you like magic play chandelier it's great yeah yeah it yeah it's a very niche thing but i i love that game so much as you can tell, I never got into magic, so everything that y'all been saying, I'm like, I, I, <laughs> oh, you're good. yeah, it's no, very. I've, I've gotta be all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've uh, I had a magic game for the 360 
because at the time I had friends playing it and I'm like, I cannot invest this much money into a game that I don't know anything about. So I got the 360 version to see if it was something I would like. And I played a few games. It got destroyed. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I ain't for me. And then my friend came over who was playing Magic and he was like making decks, like just gimmick decks and stuff like that. And he goes, all right, watch this. And he was doing some of the most obscure, just big brain things that I had ever seen in this game. It was like watching Yu-Gi-Oh to me. It's like, all right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, this is amazing. I don't have the brain capacity for this. I appreciate that you do. Like, yeah. So that's yeah, the, that's, that's the one game okay. I've always wanted to get into. But I, I know me and it's just best I stay away. I only yeah, like I, I just know that I would spend like if I ever try to get back into it, I would spend like three hundred dollars in like five minutes. So yep. it's just best that I, I play the video game or mm-hmm. if I need to. That's why I stay far away from it and I will never yeah. go down that road again. I just look back at how much money I spent on it in high school, like how many of my target paychecks went to buying magic cards and I feel just like, Oh god, could have could have bought so many video games that I'd still be able to play. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's, I buy games. I mean, now I'm in all PC games. That's my thing now. Mm-hmm. And I might doubt, I might play Shadow. <laughs> I might restart. And now we're talking about, I'm like, hmm, I can start up another game again. Hmm. I can beat it in like three days usually. I, I go after one deck, I get my deck, and we're, then the game's over. I just go finish it real fast. All right, this is the Chandelier podcast now. Apparently. One day <laughs> it's going to be on the show. I just haven't, I have to find volunteers to cover it with me. <laughs> that's why I have that regular episode. Um, Adam, what else have you been up to? Uh, video game wise, no, video games or movies or anything like that you want to mention it like I, I can randomly pull up another video game. It, it, it's it's ridiculous how many games I play. I'm starting Just, to notice. Yes, it's it's stupid. But one thing that I came super late to the party with that I have been actually watching right now is the IT crowd. I have never seen an episode. I've always heard of it. You know, I love British comedy. It. Eight out of ten cats does countdown, and uh, if there's a truth one, they say I can't remember what it's called. What I lie to you, Taskmaster, and so I know who Richard Aota is. And watching him in the IT crowd, and then realizing that he's not playing a character. I think seeing him in all these other shows, and then seeing him in that, I don't think he's playing a character. I just think that's who he is. Um, I've been laughing and binge watching that. I'm sorry, I'm late to the party for that but it's such a good show i'm only on the second season and i'm upset that there's only six episodes a season yeah that is the good thing about british shows is you can you can get through them pretty fast they, they know when to end is what i'm uh-huh. getting and it's like all right let's yeah. not drag this out and let's let's end it on a high note yeah i am um, i tend to you know with british comedies it's hit or miss with me uh with it crowd it missed me i i tried it and i was just like uh eh, this is fine and i don't i don't you know, I think if I had seen this when it was first on, I would have been into it. But I, I think I tried to, I, I tried watching through it in like 2015, maybe or 2016, and I was just like, eh, I mean, this is fine. I don't really feel like watching every episode of this. I watched a few. Yeah, I get it, but I wasn't super enthusiastic about it. But I get it. I get it. It's just not my my thing. I think. Yeah, it. it I have. But I recognize that it's good. It's one of those where I'm like, <laughs> this is good. It's just not really entertaining me that much. I also have the weirdest sense of humor, like it, the simplest thing, because it can't even be funny. And I will it just the timing and the delivery of a word and I will I'll lose my mind. Like, yeah, it's and, a really well-written show. It's very well-written for sure. Well-written, well-acted. 
Well, and I think one of the best things was, is, um, are you familiar with, uh, the TV show, what we do in the shadows? Oh, I, well, I was going to talk about that. That's one of my, my favorite shows. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so oh, feel free. in the second season, Laszlo, the actor of, mm-hmm. uh, of Laszlo or better known to me as Jackie Daytona, he's in there and <laughs> <Go> that's, <laughs> and as soon as, as soon as Jackie Daytona like made an appearance, I was like, all right, new he's on show. IT crowd. Yeah. Oh, he's, he, man, he's I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to watch them some then because, man, I love him. Oh, my and God. He's he's Laszlo. Like it, it once again, I don't think he's I don't think he's acting. I think everything he plays and that's just who he is. Like yeah. even, he even points his thumb to himself the exact same way. Like when he's saying something like this guy, like it. Yeah, it's all the same. He's just wearing casual outfit. Oh, that's that's cool. I'm going to have to check that because, man, I what we do in the shadows. I love that show so much i was about to start re-watching it and then the third season came out and i was like all right no, or the new season I, I guess it's the third season of the new season yeah the third yeah. season yeah i was yeah. actually just catching up on it last night yeah, it's after metroid dread i was like i'm gonna watch one episode of what we do in the shadows i'm like wait there's two i'm two <laughs> what, what, uh, what streaming service is this on hulu. Uh, yeah okay i don't have hulu right now all right yeah, what we do in the shadows is on hulu um, I don't, IT Crowd is on Hulu also, I think. I think it's on Netflix, too. Yeah, I'm watching it on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah. I know um, it's on Netflix, because that's where I watched it. So, Mike, uh, what we do in the shadows is about four vampires. Well, kind of vampire. One of them yeah. kind of a vampire. <laughs> that live in a house, and it's like a documentary. It's based off of a movie that was a documentary about these vampires and how they live. And it's... It's so good. It's just it's so, it's good. so amazing. I heard of it. It's it's by Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi directed and acts in the movie, and then he's a producer on the TV show. And it's oh, it's so good. The movie's really good too. I just only I actually I watched the the series like one and a half times before I saw the movie, and then I watched the movie maybe a month or two ago. And man, the movie's really good too. I mean, I love that show. And then he's got he's got two other series now, and they're both phenomenal also. If we're talking about TV now. Well, I need to know what the other two series are so I can start. So on <laughs> HBO Max, he's got Wellington Paranormal, which is set in the What We Do in the Shadows universe. Oh. It's in it's in Wellington, New Zealand, which is where the movie is set. And it's like the TV show Cops, only they're just like two bumbling, affable police officers in New Zealand who've been assigned to a paranormal crimes unit. And so they're investigating vampires and ghosts and werewolves and stuff and and kaiju and just also uh, it's it is amazing like it is such a good show awesome it is yeah and then he's got a show on fx that's also on hulu because hulu and fx you know play the same stuff called reservation dogs hearing about this and i have yet to watch it oh man you want to talk about a show where i'm watching it and i'm laughing and then the next thing i'm like crying like with like real like (laughs) emotional pain like that show is amazing. It gets really deep. A trigger warning. It gets into like issues of like depression and suicide. But it is it is an absolutely amazing show. It's only I think maybe eight episodes in the first season, and they've just the first season just finished. But it's all on it's all on Hulu, or if you've got FX, you can watch it on on uh, FX now or whatever. And it's uh it's really really good. But it's about like you know this just like group of teenage Native Americans living on a reservation in Oklahoma. And it's, it's, uh, it's really, it's really interesting, you know, cause like, I don't even know, like I, I am, uh, I'm Hispanic and it's a different culture, 
but I do see like some stuff in there where I'm just like, oh, that's interesting. Like, you know, it's more, I guess it's one of those things of like, where it's, it's like, I can see having grown up in poverty. I'm like, oh, that's really familiar having grown up in poverty, but then it's different because it's, I'm seeing it through the lens of like these native American kids and living in a small town and all that kind of stuff. And it's, at first, it just seems like it's it's like, oh, it's just like teenage hoodlums getting into adventures. The first couple of episodes are just like real happy-go-lucky, you know, like they steal a chip truck and sell it at a scrapyard to some meth heads and, you know, that kind of thing. But then it very quickly becomes like really getting deep into issues of Native American culture and systemic racism and systemic poverty and it's it's and then issues of depression and suicide and it gets it's it gets really deep and it's it's a it's an amazing show i can't i mean i think it's probably going to win like a lot of emmys and stuff this year wow okay yeah it's really good and then yeah wellington paranormal is just hilarious i I can get on there and it's just like all right i'm gonna have like a 20 minute just i'm laughing nonstop. it's just it's really really good and it's so clever of just like someone just saying something very softly, very quickly and moving on. You're like, wait, what the hell did they just say? And like flipping back and perfect. They're they're Yeah. They're like captain is a, is a um, Maori guy. And he's, he's, and he's just, he's really dry and really serious while saying the most absurd things. And, and it's, it's just, it's really good. And it's very, what we do in the shadows. It's the like reservation dogs. It's not at all like what we do in the shadows. It's, it's a very different kind of show, but, Wellington Paranormal is very much what we do in the shadows, but without the va- it's like with normal people. Okay. okay. And then yeah, what we do in the shadows is amazing, and the new season is just like going to new heights. So like, all right, we're gonna dial this this shit up to eleven. Yeah. In the new season, and it's it's pretty hilarious. The only thing I don't like about the new season is Nandor has a catchphrase that they seem to be throwing in at like every opportune moment in the season, which I'm all right with because it still gets laughed, but it's that, uh, uh this fucking guy. It seems oh, like, yeah, it, yeah, uh, yeah. It, it, they're just throwing it around. And I'm like, a no, little bit no, much, no, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tone it down. That's what made it so good. Yeah. I'm really loving the stuff like with their neighbors, their human neighbors that they're trying to be friends that, uh, Laszlo's <laughs> trying to be friends with. And it's, oh man, the stuff with them. And yeah, it's, oh, it's really good. The, uh, the where they find Laszlo, where they find Laszlo's car. Oh, yeah. Yes. yes. Why didn't you push the button? <laughs> what button? Oh, oh man. Um, speaking of that, uh, what's her name? Christian Shaw is a recurring guest character in the new season. And I love her in anything she's ever in. And yeah, she yeah. is. She, she is awesome. When they do the, uh, they're like, we got to do sexual harassment um, training video. And they just play like a video and a vampire walks on the screen and says, do what thou wilt shall be the uh, the extent of the law, fiend. <laughs> like, yeah, we're uh, vampires. We do whatever. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, just watch it, Mike. Sorry. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Mind. What we I, do in the shadows is so good. I might watch the one on FX now that you're mentioning it. Or not FX, but uh, HBO Max. I have HBO Max, and I need to do that one day. So, yeah. Well, so HBO Max has Wellington Paranormal, and then yeah, uh, what we do in the shadows is F- is uh, FX and uh, Hulu. So I can't One remember. Day. Do you do you like Thor Ragnarok or did you not like Thor Ragnarok? Oh, I love Thor Ragnarok. That movie. All right. Great. Well, Taika Waititi Taika Waititi wrote and directed Thor Ragnarok. Oh, I know. Yeah. And what we do in the shadows is what made him. Okay. Well, there you go. That's all you need. Yeah, to no, know. I, I have my interest. I just <laughs> haven't gotten around. Yeah. To it. Or or oh, you like Jojo Rabbit also, right? I've never seen it. Oh man, that's his. 
like Oscar winning movie or should have been Oscar winning movie. I don't remember if it won or not. It's on my list. Yeah, that I would say um, Reservation Dogs veers more in the um, Jojo Rabbit direction. And what we do in the shadows is more in the Thor Ragnarok direction. I guess that's not really true. I don't know. All good. One day. One yeah. day I'm going to get one, but it just hasn't happened yet. Awesome. It's on my list. Oh, one of the things that I've been watching is I have went back and started Star Trek Deep Space Nine again for some reason. Oh, awesome. That's and one of my favorite shows ever. That's a really damn good show. Like I, It is so good. So I've seen it all before. I watched Next Generation, mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine, and then Voyager and Enterprise. And I remember like being very lukewarm on Voyager and Enterprise. I rewatched Enterprise recently, and I loved it. And I went back. I'm going back to Deep Space Nine. I'm only in season two, but man, that show still holds up great. Yeah. Good. I really go back and forth. Uh, like I'm a big, I've been a big Trek fan since I was a little kid, and uh, I go back and forth on whether DS9 or TNG is the best. I feel like I have more nostalgia for TNG, but I feel like DS9 is just like episode for episode a better show, which is a controversial opinion, probably. But yeah, oh, I agree with that. It it doesn't get as much because it gets. I remember it getting really fucking dark. I haven't gotten. I know that's later, but just in the first two seasons, it's fucking good. Um, Adam, anything else that you've been watching? So I, and I, I know you mentioned this before um, we started recording, I am actually really late to the party, the Netflix Marvel series. The only oh, one I ever cool. watched was uh, Jessica Jones. So I started up The Punisher and started watching that. I have such a hard time normally watching like the big, hey, are you watching this? Are you watching this? Like, no. Yeah. And I think it's because when I was a bartender, every show would get ruined for me. There's, there's um, no way you can interrupt, you know, a group of people talking about, yeah, game, about game of Thrones. Like I was so yeah. late to the game of Thrones party because I was like, I can't watch it because I know what happens and I need to time to forget about it. Even though I'm not a bartender anymore, like that's still my mentality. I'm like, I, I just need to wait just in case I happen yeah. to see a spoiler or something, but no watching the Punisher. I'm like, immediately like well i need to watch daredevil i need to go through yeah. and watch all of these things now because it, I, would, what I, I would yeah go ahead oh, go ahead i was gonna say because oh, what gonna I, say, I would recommend watching them um in the order they came out as much as you can because they kind of will sometimes spoil things from each other if you haven't oh that's good to know but I, i've watched sense. all of i've watched all of the netflix marvel stuff there was i watched it when it came out and uh i love it i've rewatched daredevil completely all the way through because that's my favorite of them but are you liking uh, you're liking Punisher? I'm liking it. Uh, it's yeah. it's absolutely not what I thought it was going to be. Exactly. Um, which oh, is good. I was like, is this what we need right now, America? We need a shooty man solves things with guns show. Really, yeah. you know, especially it came out in like 2016. I'm like, seriously, is this what we're doing? And yeah. then I watched it. And I was like, oh no, this is a really good show that has important things to say. It's a really good. It's amazing. I love it. So good. Yeah. And. And then when I was I was telling my uh, friend who I work with that I started this, and he immediately pulled up a clip from Daredevil. And I know mm-hmm. you already know what clip I watched. The hallway. Was, the hallway. Ooh, <laughs> one of the best choreographed fight scenes ever. And now I love it. Like I I uh, I practice martial arts, and I get really into like I like uh, stuntmen breaking down things. Mm-hmm. There's a corridor crew on uh, YouTube. They have a stuntmen react series where they bring in stuntmen and stunt women to like talk about fight scenes and they've they're friends with the guy they're friends with two different stuntmen that were the main stunt people on daredevil the main fighting people on daredevil Mm -hmm. and so they sit there and break down like they had the guy that is 
Daredevil in that hallway scene and that breaking it down move by move and stuff. And it's just like, it's really impressive. Like the level of care and detail that goes into the choreography and Daredevil into the fight choreography to make it real, to make it really realistic minus the whole, you know, that he's blind part. (laughs) Exactly. The rest of it. I've got two episodes of Punisher left and I'm going to go watch Daredevil because my favorite thing about that fight scene besides being amazing is the ending. Like, Mm. He he's running out of gas. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it's like a five minute scene. If it might even be shorter than that, but it, it's like he's tired, he's worn out. Like he's breathing heavy, and I was just like, this. I mean, that's what a fight scene is. You're not gonna. It's yeah. It's so realistic. Like in my dojo, when we spar, we do one minute rounds and mm-hmm. one minute of being hit while I'm wearing pads and hitting someone while I'm wearing gloves, and I feel <laughs> like I'm gonna die. Like yeah. I like fall down on my knees like gasping for breath you know so the idea of like what he does and then seeing i'm like oh the pain oh it's it's really cool i would i would recommend maybe like googling like a uh, watch order for the seasons and stuff so you watch like daredevil season one then you know this season two this season one then this season two and so on like that uh because they interlock really well they have recurring characters luke cage man I was like, I don't give a crap about Luke Cage, freaking Power Man, hero for <laughs> I, I, as a comic kid, I was like, Luke Cage, I, I don't like the Defenders. And then, oh my gosh, yeah, Luke Cage is maybe, it, I, I don't want to say it's the best of them. It definitely, at least the first like half of the first season is maybe the be- uh, some of the best of the Marvel stuff they've done. I loved really him in Jessica Jones. Loved him in yeah. Jessica Jones. So yeah, so it was like Jessica Jones, and then Luke Cage starts right after Jessica Jones. the The problem with all of the Marvel Netflix series is they well, not all of them, but to an extent, they they probably don't need to be as long as they are. No, they're each too season. Long. Yeah, and that's just kind of a Netflix problem in general with their series. They make is like this would be like really good as like six episodes, but you made it eight or you made it ten. Mm-hmm. And it's like. And that's what happens with Luke Cage. There's like a lull in the middle of the first season, and then it comes back, and you're like, okay, never mind. It was worth the lull, you know? And that's that's what I would say is, if any of them stick with it when it gets a little slow, Jessica Jones season two has the same thing. It has like a little lull in the middle, and then it gets really good, and so on. Good and it makes, you really wish, it makes you really wish that Disney would pick up this stuff, but they're not. I don't know yeah. if they can, but... I, I just pulled off the watch order. And yeah. I, am, I am way out of order. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I was going to say, yeah, because Punisher season one is like the like fifth thing to watch, mm-hmm. I think. But, Are there two uh, seasons of Punisher? Yeah, yeah, there's two God, seasons of Punisher, I... two Luke Cage, two Jessica Jones. I think there's three Daredevil. And there's also, the, there's, also the, uh, there's also the um, Defenders, which is the bringing them all together. And then there's Iron Fist, but you could probably skip Iron Fist. <laughs> oh, that first season was fucking awful. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they only had the first season. And yeah, then, no, I had two. No, there's two seasons. Oh, it had two? Oh, gosh. Yes. Okay, well, I didn't see the season. I didn't, that's what I didn't watch. And uh, but, but I thought his stuff in the Defenders show was good. Like, I, I liked his stuff in the Defenders show. I think he just can't carry it. Like, that character can't really carry, well, carry it. Well, the plot series. of Iron Fist yeah. is really bad. Yeah. It isn't, they just came with a, they, they picked a really dumb plot for some reason. I just don't yeah. like where they went with it. I think, I think Marvel made a good decision by going with Shang-Chi instead of Iron Fist. Cause Shang-Chi and Iron Fist kind of fulfill a similar role in the, you know, in the Marvel universe. I think going with Shang-Chi was probably a better move in the end. Uh, yes. I think they went with, with Shang-Chi. 
Shanti more because of just rights issues too with Iron Fist yes. already. Being well, I think there. that's exactly what it is. But I think there's also there's I think there's something to be said for if you're going to have a kung fu series, maybe have an Asian guy in it. Yeah, it's yeah. probably that. Does <laughs> probably have a Chinese guy in your in your kung fu series. Kind of makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, John Barenthal <laughs> in Punisher, man, like he is amazing in Punisher. So I was watching, he was recently on a hot ones, the YouTube chicken wing eating show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you don't All know right. what hot, if you don't know what hot ones is, I highly recommend watching it. It's Sean Evans is one of the best interviewers ever. Like he digs deep. He gets some really good questions. Like, and pretty much every episode, like whatever guest is on, they're like, Whoa, you did your homework. Like, how do you know this? And yeah. So he, John so it's like a celebrity interview show, but they eat hot wings. So they start with very low key, like hot sauce. And as it builds up, it goes into like death, you know, like the hottest of the hot. And while they're doing it, like, you know, you're seeing these actors or celebrities like kind of go off the rails a little bit. So it's becoming cool drunk if capsaicin. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it is. Like you see them in pain, like trying to keep their composure. And it's like I said, it's phenomenal, like highly recommend it. But he is like an actor, like like he Broadway plays and like he's all about the theater. And I was like, you know, it makes sense. He's such a good actor. But like you always see him as a badass and you oh, yeah. get that he's, he's always a tough guy. And then like a few episodes before him, like Lord was on there and all the singer. Yeah. And Lord okay. just Lord. never once like flinches at the hot sauce. He's just eating them, like talking. And like you can see That's Sean funny. Evans like. Like what? And she's just like eating them <laughs> casually, answering all the questions, and like he's just like flabbergasted. They had Gordon Ramsay on there. Like it's, I can't believe you've never heard of the show. Uh, the Paul no. Rudd one. Paul Rudd is up there. Like you, you will gain so much respect for Paul Rudd, even more so after watching. I'll like, say I already love Paul Rudd. That's that's you know what you you mentioned the show, and I was like, all right, whatever. And now I'm intrigued. Oh, it's it's so good. So a bunch yeah, of the episodes are on YouTube, by the way. Yeah, well, that's a, it. It's a YouTube show. Oh, it's a YouTube, YouTube show? show? Okay. Yeah. That's okay. cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Give me something to watch during my lunch breaks. Oh, yeah. It, <laughs> People it, eating it, chicken wings. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was yeah. going to mention something. I'm not watching, but I'm listening to the... the we're, You're talking about Star Trek a minute ago, Mike. Yes. Uh, Star Trek Voyager the actors that played Harry Kim and Tom Paris, they're friends in real life. And so they started a podcast together back in like March of 2020. Okay. And I started listening to that and they, it's a, it's a Voyager rewatch podcast. And so they're going through each episode of Voyager, but they're talking about all the behind the scenes stuff and, and just, you know, other stuff too, just what's going on with them personally. And I don't know, it's really good. Uh, if you, are a Voyager fan, which I know you said you're lukewarm on Voyager. Voyager's I my it once. I didn't like. It. Yeah, I, I like Voyager. So my deal with Voyager was, you know, I'm 38, so I guess Voyager came out when I was like 13, 14 years old, maybe 15. I think 13 or 14. And so my nights, my like Thursday, I think it was Thursday nights in high school and junior high and high school was seven o'clock Deep Space Nine, eight o'clock Voyager. And so I have this nostalgia of watching Voyager when it came out. And then I went back and rewatched the whole series um, when they put all the Star Trek stuff on Netflix. I rewatched all of TNG, all of DS9, and then all of Voyager. 
and then started watching Enterprise and hated it, and so I didn't finish it. But Enterprise I feel like great. I could. I feel like I need to give Enterprise another shot. What I've heard people say, I think actually I heard on your podcast a couple months ago was someone say it's like Star Trek doing Stargate, yes. SG One, and I was like, you know, I really liked Stargate SG One when I was like 20 years old in college. And I haven't watched it. I haven't it holds watched Stargate up still. in like 15 years. And I'm like, I should probably give Stargate a chance again. I mean, go back and rewatch Stargate and see if I still like it. And then I should probably give Enterprise another chance. But there are anyway, with Voyager, I've like I've seen them. all of Voyager enough times that I'm like, I don't need to rewatch it. I can just listen to these guys recap the episodes, and it's like I'm watching it, but I'm not losing an hour of my life <laughs> watching a show because I can do things, I can clean, or I can work on work and stuff and i can listen or i can listen to these guys talk about the show and it's it's a real nostalgia hit for me and they're like super affable and nice and down to earth sounding i i had gotten into the when uh the scrubs uh real fake doctors real friends podcast the zach braff and donald Faison podcast i i listened to that for like the first year that it was out but i got kind of burned out just because i i feel like i can't even relate to um, Zach Braff, like he just, I don't know. But anyway, this is like that, but much more relatable people, I guess, if that makes any sense. So okay, yeah, not to plug another podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about. I mean, he's a whole different a whole level other... than what this show is. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you if you like Voyager, um, and especially if you really like those characters, uh, then it's really cool just listening because they sound exactly the same twenty something years later. Okay, and cool. uh, I. I'm going to go back to Voyager at some point, maybe, and retry it and see if my opinion has changed. But, no, Enterprise is very, very good. It just, the first season's a little rough, but it gets better midway in the first season. And then the second, third, and fourth are just great. Like, I can't, the fourth, when they know they're ending, they're like, we're throwing everything at the wall that we want to do, and we're just going to get it done. And it's really, really good. That's good. I've heard that the, the it's is it three seasons? Four. Four, yeah, I've heard that it gets better after the first season, and that's you know you've got to be that way because like I'm a huge TNG fan, and man, that first those first like two seasons of TNG have like six watchable episodes, like it's like forty episodes, and six of them are like watchable at all. The others are god awful. Like they were still learning what they were doing. They were still figuring it out. I mean, it was still the '80s. It was still like the the first first season of TNG is '88, so they're still like stuck in the 80s with so much stuff i mean there's still you still have like crew members walk, like female crew members walking around in like mini skirts and stuff in the first season it, oh and male crew members which i appreciate that was a nice touch but i, I want to watch next generation again too i just d space nine i hadn't i figured i should go back to and i'm glad i did yeah, yeah and ds9 is a really good except for the, the last season <laughs> i don't remember it uh, two things i want to mention besides well one i finished psych finally i watched all seven eight seasons of that show it's really good by the way it's on amazon prime if you have amazon prime you've never seen it watch it highly recommend it it's i couldn't i laughed a lot i mean there's some really really dark episodes thrown in once in a while mainly just a very funny show it's very entertaining i i was surprised how much i enjoyed the last season is kind of garbage but other than that it's a really good show it's one of those seasons where you didn't need it. Like they could have just been, okay, we're done and moved on, but they didn't. They're like, oh, we're going to make another season. And it just doesn't do it justice. Only a couple of the episodes. Like they, you could just tell it felt like we were going to get canceled. So we're just going to throw some episodes that have nothing to do with each other and just make some random crap that we've been sitting on. We've been sitting on. It's not good. Yeah. 
do not recommend the last season. And then I also went to a convention recently. I went to Twin Cities Con over here. In, yeah, I saw that. And I got to meet the voice actor for Mario. And I got to meet the Red Ranger from the original series. Spent more money than I wanted to, but I got a giant poster of Super Mario World signed by the Mario guy. So yeah, that's awesome. like Charles Martinet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. He, that's he's cool. He's nice. He he pretty much just does the same thing he always does. He has certain things he says, and he just does it. But he's nice. And then when I the Red Ranger Austin St. John, I think my friend of mine that went with me is a huge Power Ranger fan, huge fan of this actor and the Red Ranger and. You guys pretty nice to him. Then he also went and he also met the girl that was the Yellow Ranger in the se- the second one because the first one passed away a while a long in a, two, in yeah, a while ago. Say she died. Yeah. So he met this. He met the second one, and she was really nice. She was kind of just you know just talking with him, and he he had a good time. I just met the two. I'm like, okay, I spent two hundred dollars. I'm done. <laughs> Almost two hundred. I need to walk cool. away. So were you like a Power Rangers fan as a kid? Uh, a little bit, but just the first season. Yeah, I fell I off. Was... Maybe the second season. I fell off pretty quickly though. Yeah, I was um, Power Rangers came out and I was just a little too old for it, but I was into it anyway. Like, and so I was like, that was like my secret. I didn't tell anyone that I was into Power Rangers because I was old enough that Power Rangers was for little kids, but I was still into it uh, for the first two years. I went and saw the movie in the theater. Yep. And I had like, uh, that was like my big Christmas thing was I got the Megazord for Christmas. That movie, I've been meaning to rewatch that movie on the show for. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that it, it holds up. It, it I, 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 um, my son got really into Power Rangers when he was. Uh, he's, he's already, he's nine, and I think he's, he feels like it's too, he's too old for it now. But he got really into it when he was like six and seven, and we watched. Uh, well, he watched, and I kind of overwatched every season of the show, like all like twenty something seasons. It, it, a YouTube uh, it show. evolves. <laughs> That breaks up every season and gives you all the all the information that you need to know that recaps it. Yeah, yeah. I tried. Well, watching I think that one thing that's kind of cool is watching. Um, I watched like a breakdown where they talked about how they made it using Super Sentai show, Super Sentai Rangers show. Toys that made us. Uh, yeah, that, I watched that one also, but it was something. It was a YouTube video I was watching, oh, but where okay. they. Yeah, I mean, I knew about this. Yeah, the Toys that Made Us is is fun. It's one of those Toys that Made Us and Movies that Made Us is one of those where it's like. 90% of the stuff they say is like, well, yeah, everyone knows that. And there's like, oh, cool. I didn't know that. That's pretty neat. But it's so um, fun, though. It is. It's a lot of fun. It's well presented. I I'm was, a big fan of those. Yeah, I enjoy those. Those are just really good uh, throw on mindless. You know, I'm not going to learn anything serious. This is just going to be fun. I'm going to get to see some interviews I've never seen. It, it, I, I do enjoy those. They're um, really good for editing podcasts, too. Oh, yeah. The background. I bet. <laughs> I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's how I watch most of my TV is all while editing things. It's just how I watch TV. Same with cool. Same with what I've been watching. Okay, so there's two other things I want to mention. I, anything else? Have anything? Anybody else have anything on their list they want to mention? Uh, um, I've got nothing. Okay. I mean, yeah. I got two shows. One, have we any of us started watching Squid Game? No. I have watched and finished it. Okay, I watched four episodes, I think. Three or four. I, I didn't finish it because that, that show's a little tough to watch. Mm-hmm. I got to the, right after the Honeycomb game. Okay. That's, so I haven't finished it. I've been meaning to finish it, but I've been watching other stuff because that, that's a fucked up show, man. <laughs> I, 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 yes. We'll just say yes. <laughs> well, no, I'm, no, I didn't. Okay, watch Honeycomb. I got past the part where they're all fighting at night. Where there's, there's, was that, is that one of the games? That was just no. something side they did. No, that is them realizing where they are on the. It, okay. Yeah. 
thinning the herd. So it, it's, it's not so a game, but it's something that the I keep calling them the producers. Producers have been like, hey, you know, we understand who's in here. We're going to narrow down the pot and get this over with pretty fast if they realize <laughs> they can kill each other. Yeah. And, you know, when nothing happens because they purposely don't give them enough food. So they'll start a fight. Yep. I understand why people are falling in love with this show. Like, but it is just it's so fucked up. So it's a bunch of people just to do the very simple synopsis. for those that don't know. It's a bunch. Of, it's on Netflix. It's a bunch of people that are who have huge gambling debts that are brought into the, these games where you play these childhood games. You lose, you die. And if you win, if you survive all six games, you win a ton of money. And it's just it's pretty messed up, though. Yeah. It, like, I, I, I want to talk about it, but since I've already finished it and you haven't, like, I'm scared that anything that comes out of my mouth could potentially be a spoiler. Yeah, I wish yeah. I would have finished it. I just didn't get her. I just haven't gotten around to it because, like, I think there's well, like I had to watch Reanimator for the podcast one night. So that that involved I was watching that <laughs> bullshit movie, which you can hear a review of all about that came out recently. So <laughs> but it wasn't. So I haven't got around to finish it. Plus, it's just tough. Like, it just makes me. I mean, I'm okay with talking about the first couple episodes. Like, they're, the first game they play, I want to mention that is they play Red Light, Green Light, and they find out very quickly these 480 people that are there that if you lose, you die. Like, so if you move and you get caught moving when it's Red Light, you just get shot and you're done. Yep. <laughs> yep. When they all and they, oh, it's so fucked up. Have you seen? So Squid Game's Korean, right? Yes. Yes. There's another Korean movie, I mean, TV series, uh, this like kind of like a Hunger Games-ish thing called, uh, gosh, what is it called? No, no. It's a Netflix show like like Squid Game um, where people get pulled into, uh, it's like Alice in the Borderland or something like that. Okay. I was wondering if Squid Game was similar to that. I have no idea. All I can say is just watch Squid Game. It's it it keeps building up like what you're feeling right now, Mike. It just keeps building up. Okay, I'll I'll definitely finish it because I I really want to because it's I wanted to finish it for the show, but I just there's episode but I didn't get around to it. I just didn't because it's something that me and Tiff are watching together, so we didn't have time, so we didn't finish it. Fair. Yeah, I looked it up. It, uh, Alice in Borderland is what I was talking about, and it's a it's a show where people are. It's in it's I maybe it may be Japanese actually because it's in it's taking place in Tokyo. But okay. it's like people like they wake up and they're in a life and death reality game, like similar like stuff like you know we're gonna play uh, you know paintball in this apartment complex, and then any and then at the end of it, uh, if we haven't reached the safe room, then everyone just die like gets their heads blown off, like their heads will explode if they don't make oh. it to the safe room by the end of the match and stuff like that, and they can't they can't not play and they don't know how they got there. Maybe I'll so okay. I I don't know if I need more of that. We'll see. But yeah, so <laughs> you might if you're liking Squid Game. I think I haven't watched Squid Game yet, but it it seems to have a similar vibe to Alice in Borderland. Yes, it it sounds a lot like that. It's very entertaining. It's just it's very violent. Like we had a friend of ours that we were talking to. She watched the first episode. She got past that point when everybody's just getting murdered. She's like, I'm done. Turned turned it off. Never and didn't go back. And yeah, wrong uh, Alice in Borderland definitely has that just sudden like you're walking and all of a sudden this person's head just explodes out of nowhere you're like what the fuck so <laughs> yeah i'm good <laughs> maybe i'll check it out but i i gotta finish squid game first but it, it's definitely interesting it's just very brutal but it's interesting yeah i thought of something um or do we talk movies or are we just talking tv for the movies are fine too oh, okay well so i i am a fan of 
I was going to say I'm a fan of John Carpenter. I've really only seen a few of his movies, but I like the ones I like some of the ones I've seen. I'm, Vampires is not good, but um, uh, I love The Thing. I love Halloween and Escape from New York, not Escape from L.A. But uh, anyway, so speaking of Halloween, I just recently watched the 2018 Halloween sequel uh, with Jamie Lee Cur- that Jamie Lee Curtis is in. Well, the one um, that's a sequel to the second movie or the first movie. After it's all a these sequel years. to the first movie that kind of retcons all the other movies yes. out of existence. So it's just a <laughs> sequel directly to the first movie only, which I think is the best thing because I think Halloween three is a great movie for what it is, but it's not related to the other movies, which is what's good about it. It's its own thing. But all the other Halloween movies, I think, are trash for the most Isn't part. Isn't Mike Myers not even in the third movie? Yeah, that was the idea John Carpenter originally had was that he was going to make a franchise of horror movies where every movie was completely and utterly unrelated to the others, and they all were just called Halloween. But the studio kind of forced him into making Halloween too. But he his condition was that he would get to make his anthology series. He'd get to make his own thing for Halloween 3. And so Halloween 3 is not... It's, it's about these like uh alien masks that like possess people like halloween masks that like possess people it has okay it's a it's like a twilight zone movie almost or, or like a creature <laughs> uh creep show uh yeah it's similar it's similar to like uh, a very long episode of tales from the crypt or something okay, um I, and it's good it, it's good it's just i mean it's not good it's a b movie it's a fun b movie <laughs> i was gonna say it's good it's a fun movie hey, it's just a fun good. silly horror movie that's not scary at all but would be scary if you were like 10 and but anyway, it's but it's just, you know, it's a fun little movie, but it's not connected. So it's not bad. It's it's its own thing. The other Halloween sequels I think are just kind of mostly dumb or derivative. Halloween twenty eighteen, I love. Like it's one of my favorite horror movies. And the sequel comes out a Friday. This Friday. So it comes out actually I guess uh if this is dropping on the eighteenth, it comes yes. out the fifteenth. So it okay, comes out three cool. days before. And I'm still I live in Texas. Where it is uh, very much not safe to be going to movie theaters right now. Um, so, and I'm immune compromised also. So that's double for me. And so uh, I'm super happy because there's really this year, there are three movies that I actually care about seeing Black Widow, which I saw in the theater right before Delta popped off. And then Halloween, which is going to be day one on uh, Peacock. So I'm oh, going to nice. subscribe to Peacock and get oh. to watch it. And then Dune comes out the week after so halloween comes out the 15th and it'll be day one on peacock and then dune which is one of my favorite books comes out on the 22nd and will be day one on hbo max so okay that's cool the two the two movies this fall that i actually really want to see and i'll be able to watch them legally at home on day one i'm super excited for so Uh, i'm really i'm really yeah be streaming right now still until get this year through it's still not safe especially in certain states like i'm going to the theater tonight to go see venom but yeah well no if i lived in a sane state then i would do that (laughs) i live in i live in the land of my freedoms and so um it's it is uh it's ridiculous here like we have like a 40 i think my county has like a 40 percent vaccination rate and we're like that we're like the maybe like the sixth biggest county and like highest population county in Texas. Like we're the biggest that isn't in a major city because we're like 30, we're like 30 miles from Houston, but we're not in the same County as Houston, Houston. Sorry. I'm from Texas. I say Houston, Um, (laughs) Houston, but anyway, so yeah, like, yeah, I'm definitely not going to forget theaters right now. Like it's insane. I'm already, I'm a school I'm a public school teacher in a district that doesn't require mass. So I'm already like exposed daily. Yeah. Jesus, I'm so I, sorry. I, I live in Minnesota. I wear a mask 
every day because I, I work in a assisted oh, living same. community. So I, I don't, I, well, when I have to, plus I'm like, I'm fine with it. But yeah, no, I worked in retail for a while and people do not, even up here, they were like, we're not wearing masks anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's, I teach high school. So it's like, and I wear a mask the whole day and all that, except for when I'm like in my room by myself. But yeah, my <laughs> students, it's like, uh, it, it's, it's, it's interesting because I have like one class where like 20 kids are wearing masks and five aren't. And then I have another class with 26 kids in it and every single one of them is not wearing a mask. It's, it's really interesting. And it, it does, it very much correlates with GPA also, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> is it? I mean, it's just like the kind of kids that tend to not do their homework and like blow off class also are the type of kids that tend to not be wearing a mask in class. It's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting actually. Not one, not a hundred percent, but it's it's an interesting phenomenon for sure. But I'm sorry, I got off topic there. Oh, Point fine. is, That's... is uh, Halloween 2018. I just recently watched it, like last month, and I'm gonna. It is it is awesome. If you have if you slept on it, watch it, and then watch the new one on the that comes out on the 15th for sure. I sleep on all those horror movies because I don't like horror movies. So my wife does though. She That's funny. I don't like I don't like horror games. I'm I'm too much of a weenie for horror games, but horror movies don't bother me at all. I I, I love horror movies. I hate all things horror for some reason. But she went to a convention, uh crypt it's called Crypticon. It, it travels around yeah. the country. It was up here and she went and met the actor that played Michael Myers in the Rob Zombie movies. Oh, okay. He got That's a signature. Cool. We have a poster that has a bunch of different horror icons on it, Hellraiser, Chucky. Michael Myers, Leatherface, and she's trying to get them all signed. So far, she's got Hellraiser signed and a Halloween Michael Myers. Now we just got to. So she's just working on trying to get that whole thing signed so we can frame it someday. That's awesome. That's really that's awesome. going to take a long time. Because um, <laughs> one of them we got I, I watched uh, Malignant last week. Yes, that was still on HBO at the time of this recording. <laughs> or yeah, it is. I don't know if it's. I think it is still. It I is for today. At the time of the oh, recording. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, Malignant was uh, it was so stupid and fun. I loved it. It was so dumb, and I felt like the director knew it was dumb and was just leaning into how dumb it was, and it made it really fun. <laughs> it's not at all scary, by the way. Like it's not a fr- it's not a scary it movie in the slightest. HBO? Yeah, it is on HBO Max. Yeah, maybe I should have uh, I should have my wife watch it, but I won't have time because we're going to be at seeing Venom tonight. So. Yeah, it has a, it has a few little jump scares in the beginning, um, and, and it's it's got body horror stuff. It's more like if you if you worse than the garbage I just watched a couple nights ago, Reanimator. So oh yeah, no, it's not like Reanimator, but it has it has some body horror stuff. Um, if you get like squeamish about broken like joints and stuff, I do. <laughs> it has like you know people's like wrists and elbows and knees being bent backward and stuff in a really in other like, words, don't watch the movie. manner. Yeah, but it's it's. I don't even want to say anything about it because it has such a big twist. If you haven't heard the twist, I have not. You don't want to have that ruined for you because that. No, I don't. I did. I, I knew the twist going in, and I really wish I hadn't because it it would have made it so much better. So maybe I'll try to put on my way for today before we go to the movies at six thirty. Yeah. Okay. Have her, have her watch it for you. Tell you if it's good. I'll just put it on. I'll edit, and she can watch it. But, <laughs> yeah. What I'll say is, it is like I said, it is so stupid. But it's a hell of a lot of fun. It really gave me um, Sam Raimi vibes, like big time, like like kind of Evil Dead to Drag Me to Hell kind of vibes. Okay. And I got one last thing that I want to mention. I've been watching that I only watch. I could talk about it on this episode. I finished the Marvel What If show ended. Yeah, me too. What a load of shit. <laughs> what? what? I don't like it. God. Oh, we're gonna fight. 
<laughs> I'm going to do a whole I episode about it at some point. But like, so those that don't know, Marvel What If is you take the MCU stories and certain ones and your What If is a comic series Marvel had where there's just like, what if Jane Foster was Thor, as an example? Or what if Spider-Man was part of the Fantastic Four? Like just random, sh- random stuff. <laughs> Well, except those both actually happened. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's why I chose them. <laughs> what, it was more like, what if Doctor Doom start, uh, started the X-Men? <laughs> it's more like, what if? And the, the thing about this th- this one is that they're all set in the MCU, but they're almost... like I watched the first couple, I talked about it on the show, and I liked the Captain America one. I was into it. I liked the Black... What if Black Panther or Star-Lord? Uh, I was into mm-hmm. it. And then they just start getting depressing, where every single one is just... They lost. And I just, oh, I, didn't that, like, I didn't like that. Oh, but that's, that's Empire Strikes Back. It's a down ending. Yeah, but the down ending oh. is followed by Return of the Jedi. Well, the, the down ending in What If is followed by Return of the Jedi. I just didn't. <laughs> to not spoil it. Uh, did you watch, did you saw the last one, right? Yeah, I, I watched the whole thing. I mean, so it spoilers for What If Marvel, it doesn't matter. It's a What If show. So, okay. We can get into it. I don't, a little bit. I don't care. Okay. Spoilers. Um, what if Ultron won and then got the Infinity Gems or Infinity Stones, as I call them in the MCU? I like, okay, I I love like that. the little scene with Thanos shows Infinity up. And he just cuts him in half. Yeah, because that's exactly because Thanos shows up and he and he's just like, oh, curious, you're dead. <laughs> exactly what Ultron would have done. It was, mm-hmm. it was okay, like, I do you want that Funko Pop of Ultron with Vision with the Infinity Stones? Yes. yes. I, I want, want that. that. Where he's like integrated the Infinity Gauntlet like into his armor or whatever. Yeah, I thought the ending was like a little convenient and was a, it was very Dragon Ball Z. Uh, the final the final like climactic fight was very Dragon Ball Z of just like who can grunt and charge up more. Yeah, it just but, wasn't. And, and also Doctor Strange was like, no, no, you know what? I think they earned Doctor Strange being ridiculously powerful. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine the, with that. That it was another episode that was just. They were all very tough for me to watch because they're all very depressing. Like the zombie one was depressing. They all yeah. were just so I just didn't like it. Like Well, the zombie ones, I mean, it's depressing, but it's undercut with like Spider-Man humor. Um, and then uh, I, I hated Paul Rudd in the uh I, I love Paul Rudd normally, but I hated Paul Rudd in the uh, zombie Futurama episode. episode hmm? It was a drama episode. You just his head in a jar. Yeah, his head in a jar. Yeah, the Ant Man's head in a jar. Like it was just nonstop jokes, and he's like watching the love of his life turn into a zombie and die, and he's like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh jokey, jokey, joke." I'm like, "No, that's not what Ant Man's like. Ant Man has jokes. It's not nonstop jokes." It but was just. It's, I thought it was cool. I thought it was. I love the callbacks. I love like the episode with Doctor Strange where he's just basically putting himself through hell, like and becoming like a eldritch mm-hmm. horror. He's becoming Cthulhu basically. That uh, in order to, I just and, have, and it's like, oh, I loved it. That's, I mean, they're not that's interesting. You should watch them. It just, I think I have a, I have a hard time seeing characters that I really like be in terrible situations. I think yeah. that's what it is for me. Like, I don't like seeing characters that I care for just die or have like terrible consequences. Yeah. And that's and, what most of them is. My, so the thing for me, if it, I, I like seeing that. I love dark stuff. I love seeing like the darker side of things i like the down endings for me i had to kind of keep in mind this is a cartoon it's not meant to be that serious because a lot of there's every episode has some like pretty gaping plot holes in it where i'm just like i need to turn off my brain a little bit and be fine with the fact that they you know wasp is going to turn into a into a uh zombie soon 
we're going to leave her here. We probably shouldn't take off her super suit that allows her to turn like five stories tall because that can't possibly become a problem later on. You know, it's that kind of shit where it's just like people acting really irrationally or really convenient stuff. Something y'all, I think y'all brought up on this podcast when you talked about um, the Black Widow movie is I don't like when they give non-superhuman characters superhuman powers. Yeah. You know, and, and, and in that one, someone had said that Winter Soldier doesn't have the serum, but he does have the Super Soldier serum in the show, in the movies, at least. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. super powered. He's not, he is just as strong as Captain America, or he seems to be in yeah. the movies. And But they show that, yeah, they gave him the serum. Um, that's what the Winter Soldier program was. But But Black Widow doesn't, you're right. And there's no reason for Black Widow, like there's a part where she like ramps a motorcycle off of a bridge and then just like flies in the air, like with the momentum, like a ridiculous amount. And then nails like a shot that Hawkeye, it would have been like, maybe Hawkeye could do this because Hawkeye that man, I don't understand. Like they, in the MCU, they just needed to say that Hawkeye had the super soldier serum or something because (laughs) he's too accurate. It's ridiculous. It's it's cartoonishly in the, in the MCU. If you were watching the MCU, you would like, you're watching Avengers, the first movie, you would be like, okay, so how did Hawkeye get his powers? Because this is inhuman. There's no amount of human training that could result in this. And oh, then, my other my other issue oh yeah, with ahead. with what if is that the last episode, one of the characters that he brings in to join his team isn't even the episode isn't gonna be in season two because they cut it. Oh wait. <laughs> Who? When he goes and grabs Gamora, oh that yeah, episode yeah. apparently I'm like, okay, this is new. There's we haven't seen an episode, episode where with Gamora her. killed Thanos and becomes like the leader of Thanos's army yes. or whatever. And yeah. Iron Man has a freaking Transformers armor set. That's an oh, because it's like an Iron Man and two. Gamora team up episode. Okay, I was wondering if that was just like they're like, oh, and this would have been cool too. They cut the, it. That was like a behind the scenes. That was a cut episode. Yeah, and then put in a season oh. two because they thought there was too much comedy in the first season. Oh, they should have. They should have done that because that would have been a cool episode. I was just like, and also Iron Man and Gamora here. Okay, cool. I guess. Because Adam, are you a fan of Marvel stuff? Right. Oh, I love Marvel. Like I said, okay, uh, I, I haven't watched What If yet, though. You should. It's not. It's okay. I mean, I'm not a fan of just because I don't. You might like the stories. I mean, yes, we, it doesn't matter. We're spoiling them. They're not really. They. Yeah. No, you're fine. It doesn't. But it. They're okay. I mean, I'm gonna eventually do a whole episode covering them for the show at some point. But I just, I, I have a hard time with negative things. I've noticed sometimes for me, like especially with care. Like I really like. Endgame's hard for me because Black Widow dies, and I just love Black Widow. And one thing about what if is that they, they have Black Widow, which is nice. They bring her mm-hmm. back, kind of, in a sense, even though like you can tell certain actors did their voice, and certain actors didn't. Like Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, did not do her voice. Oh, it's not her. I was. <laughs> no, it sounded, I thought it sounded pretty good. Yeah, but it's, it's not. A good she didn't alike. come back. Robert Downey Jr. didn't come back. Yeah, that you could tell. There's only um, a couple. They, most came back. Whoever they had for T'Challa was doing a good job. That that's him. Before he died. Yes, mm-hmm. those are the last things he recorded before he passed. Oh, wow. I had no idea. I just assumed they got a really good uh, sound-alike. That, oh, okay. That, that was some of the part that was like, it just sad. It's still so sad. He oh, well, yeah, that's heartbreaking, like, looking back now, realizing that the, he's recording this, like, as he's dying. Crow. But no, he did a Man. great job. He was yeah, he did. Movie. It was great. I loved everything with T'Challa. Like, T'Challa as Star-Lord is awesome. Yeah, he does such a good job. And just how much, how much differently everything. I liked um, the party Thor episode where Thor's just throwing not. the biggest, the biggest kegger ever. It was just slapstick, silly cartoon fun. I liked, stupid. you know, Ice Giant Loki. 
I hate it. Frost giant. I, I like Loki as a frost giant, and he and Thor are friends because they didn't grow up being rivals. I turned it off when I got that episode at first. I couldn't do it. Oh, <laughs> I liked it a lot. It was silly, but it was fun. Was that? Uh, did they? Did they bring in um, Natalie Portman for Jane Foster? Oh God, she didn't come back either. Yeah, definitely not. Nor did uh, um, Kat Den- that was definitely it had to be Cat Dennings. Rachel, yeah, that was Cat and Rachel Wise from Doctor. I think that's her name. She didn't come back either. Yeah, there's a few people well, that didn't come back. Yeah, and I'm, I'm wonder how many they even asked. Well, almost everyone. I mean, that was one of the things about this was that people came back to do their parts. So I'm assuming the people that didn't like Charlotte Johansson, I'm assuming they already had that beef. Be, you know, that was already started. Yeah, but they they finished that though, so that's good. And then uh, was it uh, Brie Larson doing Captain Marvel? I can't remember. I looked it up. That that was one thing that kind of got me. I was like, all right, so Owatu is going around assembling the ultimate team to face off against Infinity uh, Ultron. Not going to get, you know, the most powerful person in the MCU. No, we'll leave her. She, we don't need her. We'll leave her off in her own reality. I don't, unless it was because she was dead or something, but I'm just like, but she had to be de- alive in some reality. I would think if you're making an ultimate out. team to destroy you know, the ultimate thing you, you bring in, you bring in Captain Marvel. Yeah. And she was in multiple episodes too, of the show. She was, yeah. She was in like two or three episodes of the show. And then they're like, yeah, we don't need her for, but for the ultimate team, we're going to bring in, you know, uh, T'Challa and Warmonger and, uh, you know, but we're not going to, we're not going to grab, we're not going to grab freaking Captain Marvel. <laughs> yeah. It's got, I mean, I'll watch the second season of course, and there's one coming out next year. I think it's next year. It's pretty quick. I'll watch it, but I just wasn't, it didn't do it for me. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. One thing I think maybe have heightened my enjoyment is I watched them with my son. You know, um, okay. or I watched. I watched. What I usually did was I watched the episode first to make sure it was okay for him, and then we didn't watch some of them. Like we didn't watch the. Uh, I don't think I showed him the Killmonger one or the uh, Doctor Strange one. But Those I think are he watched both all, very dark. Yeah, but he watched all the others with me, and he really enjoyed it a lot. He enjoyed the the rest of the series. And I think I don't think I think. He hasn't seen the last one yet, but I'll, I mean, I'll let him see it. The last one isn't really dark at all. No, it's okay. The zombie it's one. Just, is it's just, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, he, he liked the zombie one though. Cause you know, zombies are, you know, zombies, but, um, I think the, the last one is the, the only thing I don't really like is just like very Dragon Ball Z, which I like Dragon Ball Z, you know, but it's just like Dragon Ball really Z and Dragon like Ball Z. <laughs> um, yeah. I want my Dragon Ball Z and my Dragon Ball Z. Exactly. Not in my hey, MCU. I'm just, just happy that Black Widow survived the end of this and her world there was nothing and he puts her in a different world. I'm like, come on, put her back in the MCU. He puts her in a put world where she had died. Yeah. He puts her back. in a world where she had died fighting Ultron in the original like Ultron invasion. Yeah, I, I know it was like we're not getting her back where I wanted her, but it was still cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always such, I'm a, such a big fan of Scarlett Johansson. Oh yeah, no, I, I like I like uh, Black Widow in the comics. I like her in the movies. I really like the Black Widow movie. That was a good movie. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I had problems with it, but I still felt like it was one of the better MCU movies. I put it definitely in, in my top 10, probably. My issues with it is that it should have been released way beforehand than when it came out. It, it, sh- it should have been made way before it came out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it should have been made, you know, seven years ago, five years ago. Well, it definitely but, should uh, have been out before Endgame came. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, it should have had the char- the movie about the character before the character's already dead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was fucking stupid and the fact that like spider-man far from home could have been beginning of phase three and you just move them around mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah and i really love florence for a long florence pew and uh and black widow was so good yes i think we'll get her again soon so i think she might be in, i'm assuming she can be in the hawkeye show 
yeah, I, I think that's exactly it's going to be like um, her trying to kill Hawkeye and then them teaming up against some big bad. That seems to be the direction they're going. And I'm I'm a worried that there's going to be a lot of bro, bro, bro. So we'll see. Yeah, well, yeah, there will be. I don't know if you read that comic ever or not. So yeah, the the Hawkman. Matt Fraction, Haw- Hawkeye, Hawkeye, yeah. Hawkeye. Yeah. Any last things that you guys want to say before we end this episode? I don't think so, but I want to play Metroid I, I, Dread. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I got a lot of catching up to do. Well, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely watch What If. I, I mean, I know we spoiled it, but it's worth watching. You probably would like. Yeah. It. Oh, I had planned on it. I just okay, had, yeah. If you're an, if you're a Marvel fan, you got to watch it. Yeah. yeah. I just wasn't. It just wasn't my thing. But it's it's not bad. It, it's still it's more MCU you know stuff. It just it doesn't hit what I wanted. Yeah, I mean, of what they've done, of the Marvel shows they've done on Disney Plus, I mean, I don't like it as much as Loki. Or, I, I mean, it's probably my least favorite of the Loki's four the best, they've though. done. Yeah, I mean, but I still like it. Like, I like it a lot. You know, um, I, it's still, it, it's not, you know, it's not on the level of WandaVision or Loki or yeah. or even Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But it's still fun. It's a cart- It's more, you know, it's a cartoon. So. Yeah, that's my other issue with it, too. But that's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for joining me for this month's What Are You Playing episode. And uh, Carrie, where can people find you at? Yeah, so I uh, I stream on Twitch, Carousetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. I, uh, I play a lot of Dark Souls on there, uh, play D&D with my friends on there, and then I uh, repair and modify video game consoles in my workshop and stream a lot of those repairs on there, too. So, you know, you can check me out for all sorts of different stuff. All right. And Adam, where can people find you at? Always talk games to bubblegum once again, but we're, we're, we're a little slow. We're a little slow right now. Um, it's actually depressingly slow, but we're getting back into it. And I think uh, we did it last year and I think we're getting the crew assembled now, but we'll, we'll do our one Twitch stream a year where we do the, um, uh, Oh God, 24 hour video game stream. Oh yeah. What it, it we play for, six for charity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, extra lives is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, extra life. Yep. There yeah, we yeah. I did. I did that last year as a lot. I did a uh, Symphony of the Night, twenty four hours of Symphony of the Night. Oh, yeah. Or twelve hours. Uh, uh, randomizers. I did twenty. Oh, okay. Randomizers, but I, I I only did twelve. I'm not a. I'm not as strong as you guys. <laughs> we did twenty four hours. We got we got some shirts and badges to go along with it. Um, yeah. We raised. I think we raised close to seven thousand dollars last year. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, say, I, I raised like 300 and thought I was hot shit. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it, after last stream last year, I was like, I don't know if I can do this again, but now that's coming around. I'm like, I can do it again. It was for such a good cause. And I mean, we had a lot of fun doing it. Um, and did I don't think I slept that well. Uh, it will be talk games to Bubblegum. Oh, it's the same as a podcast. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So if you, if you need yeah, to find I, us, I, anywhere, I follow your pod, I follow your podcast, but I need to check out the, the Twitch. Well, we, I, like I said, we rarely stream. Oh, okay. uh, it's probably maybe like once or twice a year. Um, well, plus, you've yeah. been off, off, the, off the world, the internet for a while, too. Yeah, so come, I would say come, I, I would love to say November is when we're going to start pumping out stuff. Um, okay. And then sometime right, well, next year. I gave you all a follow anyway, so. <laughs> you know, we greatly appreciate it. <laughs> and next year, um once some things have changed, you'll probably see some streaming a little bit more often and stuff like that. I hope so. I hope you get back into it. It, it we're there. It, it's just we don't have well, we don't have the time. Well, no, hey, I get it. As yeah. a guy yeah. who <laughs> records way yeah. more than he should, I completely get. 
it's it's not it's not an easy thing to do. <laughs> all right, and I want to thank you guys for all listening to this episode. We do one of these every month. Definitely go, and if you're interested, check out. You'll see links to the show notes of both of my guests, and you can go follow all the other stuff that we do. Every month we do one of these, so we talk about what we've been up to. And they're always fun. You get you actually get more recent stuff, and we do games, movies, comic pilot test episode where we cover pilots of shows. We've done a few of those. I I just do a whole bunch of crap. Okay, I got that's <laughs> just record a lot. So definitely go check that out. Yeah. We also have a Patreon. You can help out the podcast for as little as it are. You can vote in a poll. Each month we do a different poll. The current poll for this month is for Psychic Detective Show. You can decide we're going to cover the first episode of Psych, The Mentalist, Monk, or Veronica Mars. I couldn't find a fourth Psychic Show, so definitely go check those out. Medium. You know, I didn't think about that. Well, it's too late now. <laughs> Did not think about that show. That would have worked. Good. Oh, well. So definitely go check those out and go vote in our poll. And you can, and please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. We are on YouTube, but only audio because I have not done video yet because I don't want to edit video. One day. <laughs> but we're on there. So you can follow, if you want to listen to us on YouTube while you're at work because people do that, we're there. Check us out. And we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.